0: Bye-bye. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to reality breached. Uh I'm Sergio. This is a podcast, and in in, in in case you stumbled here some other way. Uh with
1: me today is Alden Kirkland. How's it going? Hey, hey guys, it's going well. I'm uh I'm excited to to talk about music, dude. Like I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like Every time I go to talk about music, I'm really, really excited, but I'm also equally as excited to not ever talk about music again. Why? Specifically on this podcast. (laughs) Uh, Well, just because uh, listeners will know that this is not a music podcast, so it's really weird for us to be talking about music. And I feel like that I've, you know, I've got an expert with me today, which is is wonderful. And and I do. really nice
1: of you to say implore everyone uh, go listen to uh, Dead Scene Kids please please go listen to Dead Scene Kids i mean we're we're, we're kind of nice dude and that from at least rumor has it
0: is a music podcast
1: yeah it's it's sort of a music podcast <laughs> just a little, just a little bit just a little bit of a music podcast and the reason that i said it's a little bit of a music podcast is because like we go into Like, things that uh, are happening in the days, you know, because music is so, um, it's so alive, and it lives within, you know, what's going on in society and things of that nature. So for like, almost, almost like a month or two months, maybe three months, it was a long time where we were like, this is a podcast about music and politics but <laughs> like for a long time that's what we were like this is about music and politics but it wasn't really about music and politics it just so happened that that was just what we were talking about at the moment because like that wasn't really important
0: yeah yeah it's what's uh what what's wild is like people say that that alcohol is is like social lubricant right you only talk to people because you're drinking, and you feel better about talking. In Dead Scene Kids' situation, the 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 the, the, the lubricant is music.
1: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, <laughs> get your music lube <laughs> at
0: Dead Scene Kids. You can find that on Reality Breached or any podcast player that uh, that, that you can think of.
1: I want to. I want to. And. Uh, and I think I speak for uh, my co-host and myself, uh, Hunter. Uh, I really appreciate, you know, you guys uh, taking the time out and, you know, making us a part of the Reality Breach team. I think we're really thankful for that. Um, I mean, we have a lot of a lot of fun uh, talking to each other as well as, like, getting other people to listen to us. I and mean, if you guys have ever listened to the Dead Teen Kids, like, we have, like... For sure two people that listen to us. <laughs> like we know for sure two people that listen to us. And uh like it's it's really gotten us closer to those people that aren't even here. Like one is in uh one is in Puerto Rico and the other one is in uh like I don't know where Boy He's like isn't he like New Jer- York or something? He's like Jersey, but he like moves all the time. I mean like <sighs> Fuck boy racer, man, boy racer. Oh so look, cool. I did it! I did it on you this You did podcast. it! You did it! Oh man, <laughs> I did it on this
0: <laughs> A crossover fuck boy racer. I
1: love it. Okay, uh, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for. Oh, you're the, very welcome. Um, I, uh, the the platform. It's a it's a pleasure. uh With that
0: said, let's let's jump into uh what we're actually talking about. So the last two times that we got together and talked about music, we had uh, exhaustive conversations. Yes. <laughs> about like the top 10 albums of their respective generations, not generations, decades. Uh, we've done the aughts, we've done the teens, uh, and uh, logically we're going to move our way backwards and do the nineties today. Yeah. Uh, the reason I say I'm excited that we're never going to talk about music again is because honestly, I could not put together a, top 10 list for the 80s you couldn't do it i couldn't do it It, but but it's it that just has everything to do with how i digest music (laughs) because like (laughs) i do love music from the 80s absolutely i could i could i could give you a dynamite top 100 tracks but when it comes to albums i could maybe give you six
1: yeah and see there's just so many albums that I could talk about from the 80s, like, immediately, like, so, while whilst doing this, like, I was, I, I kept getting stuck with, like, a 90s, like, album, and then looking at it, and it was like, oh, shit, that came out in 2000, and then Oh shit! That came out in '86. (laughs) So I kept doing that. I kept doing that. I did it a handful of times. So like, it it would be easy for me to do like a '1980s, and it wouldn't be like, you know, like your synth pop like '1980s music for sure. But like, I would do it, and it'd be like all like R and B music. (laughs) And Um, you know what? That's cool. That's cool. It's just the way I digest music
0: is I move forward.
1: Yeah. You I know. Get it.
0: Like there was a point in time in, when I was in like high school and, and early college where I was like, let me digest as much music as I possibly can for as many decades as I possibly can. <laughs> I was just, just ODing on music left and right. But somewhere around 2006, the, the switch flipped and I was like, now fuck this, let's do new shit because I'm going to get old at some point and new shit won't be as important to me. So I need to front load this new shit yeah. And mostly what I listen to is new shit or recent shit, and that's great. But that does make it hard to talk about anything that's super old.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I totally get it, for sure. But there's just some some things, and I did I kind of did the same thing that you did, especially like, and i think i've talked about my journey with music on this podcast before if you guys didn't know i'm gonna tell you anyway congratulations um (laughs) um i mean my journey with music has always been because of my mom um my mom has my mom is such a big influence to me on my like taste in music and it has drifted and it has like it's it's kind of and i hate the term wavy like it's kind of wavy because like it'll move and it like it just drifts on whatever it is that i'm feeling at that moment and so for a long time, I was listening to um, – because my mom, she kept me so guarded on, like, rap and hip-hop music. So I was listening to, like, pop music or I was listening to, like, straight-up R&B music. And so, like, that's what you're going to see lot on this list because um, – Sergio, I'm going to show your age here. I'm a, I was born in 92, so you're going to have <sighs> – la- <laughs> <laughs> So – um. Fuck, oh, man. 90, really? 92? Born in 92.
0: My God.
1: So um, you're going to see a lot of like R&B stuff here because like that was where I was. But I did go into a journey of like discovery of other music so I can listen. Like I've listened to Dead Kennedys and, you know, The Clash and things of that nature. And like uh, like Isley Brothers and those. That was a journey for me. Like when I was getting out of high school and trying to figure out what it was that I liked. And I tried punk, mu- punk music and stuff like that. And that's what got me into metal. And so, uh, like this was, this was really helpful to me. So I did do that, but like some of those albums stuck with me. So I'm like, yes, I can absolutely go back and do a 1980s album. uh like compilation. <laughs> it's because like I did that and that, like Anita Baker's Rapture just stuck with me so well. It's like one of my favorite albums to listen to. Um, and then like, uh, Maze and Frankie Beverly's live in New Orleans, which m- like m- my sister actually thought that Maze and Frankie Beverly was from New Orleans because we love them that much at home. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> like, so, like it. My my mom's such a great influence to me on my on my taste in music, so I appreciate her for that. But yeah, I totally did the exact same thing you did. It just I it just stuck with me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, sure. I guess it was just.
0: Oh man. Okay. Now now that now. Uh, now, yeah, our ages are definitely show because your like you're, sorry. your your high school, college, or age, whatever. Like you had digital music when that shit was. I totally had it happening. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. You know, I had fucking mixed mix tapes and mixed Tape CDs. And CDs. Yeah. Because I was born in '83, so if it didn't come on the radio, you had no idea. Or if it wasn't in my parents, you know, CD collection, I didn't hear it. Yeah. And as much as I love my parents, they have very uh, simple tasting music is probably the best way to put it.
1: (laughs) I mean, let let me guess. Um, Fleetwood Mac. um, (laughs) The Eagles. Yeah. Um, like uh,
0: Leonard Skinner. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like my mom is country, my dad is classic rock. Done. <laughs> like they check the boxes you would expect them to check. Oh man, I didn't re- mean to read your card, Sergio. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, no. Like the fact that you were able to predict it is exactly the point I was making. <laughs> now. Let's jump into it. Uh, the way we have this, this set up, uh, like we did last time, I'm mine are going to be num- numbered because I'm a crazy person who numbers shit. Uh, yours are not going to be numbered. <laughs> they are not. <laughs> uh, but uh, we're going to go through each of our top 20 uh, albums from the 90s. And the first 10, we're just going to kind of breeze through because it's hard to make a list of 10. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's like always 12 or 15. You're like, fuck, I don't want to not include this one. Yeah. With 20, you can include it. You just, we're just not going to really talk about the first 10.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so. I do, I do want to go ahead and put a disclaimer out there for the listeners that are listening to this. Um, Lauren Hill's Miseducation of Lauren Hill is not on this podcast. Do not look forward to hearing about it. It is subpar. <gasps> it actually is. Whoa I'm sorry to tell you guys The miseducation of Lauren of The miseducation of Lauren Hill Is actually not as good as you remember It's not It's kind of a nostalgia thing um, The Unplugged by Lauren Hill Is far better Than the mis- miseducation oh. of Lauren Hill Wow the Fucking Alden hot takes <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys It's not on this podcast if you're looking for that to be at the bottom, like five, and it's not on here, so okay. it's good. It's Let's, good. It's just not great, and it's
0: not on my list just because I respect Lauren Hill and everything she's done. I
1: 100 percent respect her. I won't it's, take that away from is, her. It is
0: not my brand of music, you know. Uh, so, so there's that. Uh, I'm gonna let you go first since you are the guest <laughs> and you're, you're the visiting team. So you bat first.
1: Yes. Um, so uh, the way I did mine is I did it in chronological order, not by month, but by year. Um, so um, my first one that I have is in Vogue's "Born to Sing." Born to sing. Which? What is "On Born to Sing"? That is, I got a song like to hit. Here go. Free your mind, and the rest will follow. Be <laughs> colorblind. Don't be so shallow.
0: so so that's 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 early in vogue right
1: yeah that's like early in vogue it's like their, it's like one of their first albums like the first or second album if i'm if i'm not mistaken um i don't know much in vogue as much as i know this one um and i am i actually i think i'm actually wrong that free your mind is actually not on this album um Um, oh yeah i think i might be wrong no hold on is on this album so free your mind is not on this album hold on is on this album which is from also the soundtrack of set it off if you guys remember that movie okay okay so that that's that's on here um but i remember listening to in vogue um because i have a i have an older sister and my sister um loved to dance as a kid and so her and uh my neighbors and my cousins because my me and my cousins were like really closest kids um her and my cousins they would like pull up these like little dances and like they would be listening to In vogue and i loved it i mean it was great um so it just brings me back to an old time and like it was one of those albums that had come out that my you know that me and my sister love That also my mom loved. It was like one, it was like probably one of the most modern albums at the time um, that both of us listened to. And at this point, like I'm remembering because this album came out in 1990, so I'm remembering it from like 90, 93, 94. And the fact that we were still, that they were still listening to that album and it came out in 1990, and I was born in 92, and I remember it shows that it had such an impact. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool.
0: Uh let's jump over to my first one. Yes, please. Uh one of the 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 the, the <laughs> proto-emo albums. Ooh, I'm so excited. It is Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness <laughs> by the Smashing Company. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I, I toyed with putting uh, Siamese Dream on here because I think uh, you know, as as like a an entire work of art, Siamese Dream is probably a more solid release. Uh huh. Just because Melancholy is a double album and it's just fucking long, <laughs> D- despite its need to be trimmed, Melancholy is amazing. It, okay. it has some of the most iconic songs. Of that genre of that decade. What's on it, Sergio? Uh, Tonight, Tonight, uh, Bullet with Butterfly Wings, uh, 1979, uh, Zero. Okay. Like, almost anyth- almost all of the songs by the Pumpkins that you would want to hear. Is on this album. Yeah, except except okay. like Today and Disarm. Okay. And it was also the last good Smashing Pumpkins album. <laughs> If, okay. if we're going with hot takes,
1: <laughs> what's your next one? My next one. Okay, so you you might want to fight me because of this one because uh, it, I don't think it technically should go on this list, but I'm putting I put it on it anyway. Okay. Um, and this album came out in '95, so if you see that there is a large jump, this is when like I actually started listening to music, mm-hmm. um, and that was Michael Jackson's History. And so, oh. okay, so here's the here's the reason that I say yes, it goes on it, uh, but I understand why it does why you would think that it doesn't go on there because like the it's a double disc, the first disc is like just slams by by Michael Jackson of like things that he did previously. So you have like I Can't Stop Loving You, you have Thriller, you have uh, Black or White, you have Billie Jean, um, those things want to be starting something like all of those are on that which came out in the 80s. Um, well, it's, it will, the first the first disc is the greatest hits. The is first disc is. is a greatest hits base. Yeah, it, it is absolutely. But then you have disc two, which has um, "Scream," which is still one of the best music videos I've ever seen in my life. Dude, um, "Scream" is one of the best Michael Jackson songs. It's one of the best Michael Jackson songs. So uh, underrated. So underrated. <laughs> um, it's got uh, "They Don't Care About Us," uh, "Stranger in Moscow." Um, it's got the Free Willy Two song, uh, Childhood. Yeah, like the dude, the Earth. Do you re- remember the video, like the the thing that uh um, Us. You remember the movie Us and them doing like the hands and like mm-hmm. uh, hands across America. Like the song, the song Earth song is on this album. <laughs> <laughs> I I will uh, look at the judges. I'll allow it.
0: Uh, and only because of Disc 2.
1: Only because of Disc 2. And you're right. That's that's the only reason I say that.
0: Disc 2 is full of bangers, but you do not get credit for Disc 1.
1: I don't get credit for Disc 1, but I do get credit for Disc (laughs) 2. Yes. (laughs) So what is on your list next? Uh, Next up, uh, here,
0: here, here, okay, so, here's where, uh, my personality and or just music taste in the late nineties really rears its head. Okay. Uh, cause there's this thing called, uh, what's it a new metal?
1: Ooh. <laughs>
0: that, uh, <laughs> it was real fucking hot in the year 1999. Oh, yes it was. <laughs> and it was inescapable. If you were a youth, a youth, a youth, a ute, And, uh, my number nineteen is Corns' it... "Fall of the Leader."
1: Okay, I was gonna I was gonna say, is it Disturbs album?
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. I
1: no, think no, Disturbed no. might have came out in twenty one though. I mean, yeah, that, yeah, that came out. I think two thousand. I think it came so. out two thousand one. So, Corns,
0: uh, <laughs> that's me wiping the sweat from my brow. Yeah, two thousand. Corns' <laughs> <laughs> um, "Fall of the Leader," okay, is without a doubt their best album. It's their most commercially viable. It has on a leash on it. It's got got the life, which I, I will stand behind today. Got the life is fucking great. Yeah. It has a lot of... We're going to go with uh, troublesome lyrics.
1: Yes it, by, yes, it does.
0: By 2021 standards. So it's very yeah. hard to stand behind the uh, the content of it. However building this list, it was very important to me to be true to who I was at the time because that's how the list carries value to me. Absolutely. No, yeah, I agree with you. You know, I I, mean, I, I, I could go back and cherry pick shit that I wasn't really into in the 90s and be like, yeah, I was really into this album, you know? Yeah. Like, no, no, this is who I was. And I'll like I listened to Fall of the Leader today and I was fucking singing along to it. So this is who I am. Fuck y'all, and also there's, you've discussed this on uh, Dead Scene Kids. There are no guilty pleasures. There's there are, just are no shit guilty
1: pleasures. Like. Absolutely, and, there are no guilty pleasures. And corn listen is just to, shit I like. Just listen to what the fuck you want to listen to, dude. It's not. The, I promise you, nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> nobody cares. What is your next one? My next one is uh, DJ Shadows introducing, which came out in '96.
0: I know nothing about that.
1: Okay, so DJ Shadow um and I actually th- learned about DJ Shadow like when I was in high school, but I remember when the song Organ Donor came out and I thought it was so fucking cool and creepy. Um if you haven't heard Organ Donor, it's fantastic. But like this was um it's just super different. Uh, from anything that I was listening to, like it is, it probably is the most different album on this list that I have. Is DJ Shadow's introducing? Um, for a while, no one lo- knew what this man looked like, <laughs> um, and like even even like the the album cover isn't like searching through like a record store, and I was like intrigued by that as a kid, um, um, and like even now introducing is like one of the albums that you need to have on record because it's so sonically good
0: wow like that's there's some sort of inception shit happening there yeah an album on vinyl that has people on the cover digging digging through through records records
1: yeah (laughs) so dj DJ shadows introducing um is, is a really is a really solid album fantastic what like what kind of music is that like is it is it like so this is like it's like boom bap uh it's like instrumentation there's uh just about no lyrics in it um yeah it's like it's like boom bap um but then you have like some lyrics uh like thrown in and he's like uh he's like a hip-hop dj so okay okay yeah
0: so, so this isn't like some sort of industrial fucking
1: no mid '90s nine inch nail shit, is it? No, it's no, uh, this is no, not at all. Okay. <laughs> all this, right. Yeah, this, it's a it's a hip hop album for sure. Um, and uh, it's just like I said, it's a, it's such a different take on anything I was listening to at that time. That's cool. All right.
0: Uh, let's see. My number eighteen is Red Hot Chili Peppers Californication. Oh, we and, and I don't know what happened in the past 20 years, but the, the, <laughs> like
1: people turned on the chili peppers like hard. Did, did 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 people turn on the chili peppers or did the chili peppers turn on themselves? No, the chili peppers are very much have always been themselves. Yeah, I don't know, man. I. <sighs> Okay, I'm, I'm. I want you. I definitely want you to talk about this. Uh, this album, but I. And the reason. The reason I'm like, I don't know, is because like, dude, I listened to that last Chili Peppers album when it first uh-huh. came out, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> this is. <laughs> and this is me like being. This is like me like reintroducing myself to Red Hot Chili Peppers as an adult instead of like uh-huh. what I hear on the radio, and like this was like, what is this? This is. This is definitely not what I thought this was going to be.
0: I, actually, I'm very happy with that. Because, okay. like, in my mind, they haven't, since I've been listening to them the entire time, the changes have been incremental, I guess. Yeah. From album to album. Uh, if you just picked up their new one and, they're, and you were like, hey, let's see what the Chili Peppers are up to. And you were like, what the fuck? <laughs> then That tells me that they have had some changes.
1: It de- Dave definitely has some changes.
0: Um but but ultimately like Californication is the peak of Red Hot Chili Peppers' power. Mm-hmm. Mhm. It is their best album with their best lineup. Uh it's it's when they all got clean like it was it was the return of the Chili Peppers because they were gone for like six years and they, they went through the, 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 guitarist that was in Jane's addiction for a while. Like it was a mess. And then California was just kind of, that was the clean slate and it was beautiful. And the songs are wonderful. It's, uh, it's got scar tissue, other side, California Cation, uh, parallel universe. This is the best one. It's the best yeah. chili peppers and I'll stand behind it any day of the week.
1: Okay. I
0: stand behind you standing behind it.
1: <laughs> I just don't know what
0: happened, man. Like, like, y- y- like, honest to goodness, young people listen to old Red Hot Ch- Chili Peppers, and they're like, what the fuck is this garbage? And I'm like, what happened? Chili Peppers were the coolest. And, and it's not like you can play a different song. And they're like, no, you were right, old man. No, they're like, this is still garbage.
1: Oh man. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. What's next? Um, on my li- <laughs> on my list is uh Erica Badu's B- <laughs> Baduism. Baduism. Uh, you know, if 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 you were to
0: tell me to guess what's in your top 20, I would have guessed something by Erica Badu.
1: Erica Badu's Baduism. And like even as a kid, I've always made fun of her nose her nasally like sound. Mm-hmm. But it's iconic, dude. Like <laughs> she, she, she has this like whiny, like uh, <laughs> like it's kind of a uh, I don't even know it. It's like listening to like a grasshopper at night, and it's like <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and it, I promise you, if you ever if you've ever listened to Erica, Badu, that really does make sense. Um. But I remember being intrigued um, by uh, the album cover of her, Erica Badu's Live, which is her and like this head wrap and like butterfly wings. Um, my best friend's mom had the live album and Tyrone was on it. Um, which... Uh, Actually, I, can. I do love Tyrone. That fucking Ty- song, man. Tyrone is such an iconic song that she wrote that day when she performed it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she wrote that song that day. Like, that's why, like, the background singers, like, they're not singing anything on- other than call them because that's all they know. It's call them because <laughs> cause that's all they know. Um, But then I got super intrigued by her that I like. Introduced myself to the ba- Baduism, and so she had this idea of like choose your own ism, and this is Baduism, and this was her like her introducing uh, like a jazz soul R and B album that was super different, and so you have like um, Next Lifetime, which is like soulful, but it's like jazz. And then you have this, like, grasshopper singing on it. And it's, like, it's something you've never heard of. And then on and on, which is, like, one of my favorite songs by her, uh, the lyric that she has on it, it says um, that they treat us... uh, I can't even remember what the hell it is. It's a a really great lyric that I'm going to think about in the next, like, 30 seconds. But... (laughs) And then... For this to be, like, an R&B album and her to have, like, her hand always in rapping, and hip-hop, and R&B, like, it's always, like, such a, like, a thing. So, do like, when, like, Meek Mill and Drake were arguing over, like, they were, like, beefing and, like, putting out music. And so, like, Erica Badu would say, don't start crying now. Like, you have to put out a new song. Like, this is what hip-hop is. And so she's, like, uh as much as I, as much as I pick on her about her nasally voice that I have always done, she is iconic, and I appreciate her and her Baduism. Well,
0: I, I this, this of course Tyrone is not on Baduism.
1: Tyrone, Tyrone but, is on. live.
0: But Tyrone, mm, I don't do this song karaoke, but it is legit a top ten karaoke song of all time.
1: <laughs> please, please let's go to karaoke and you do Tyrone.
0: Like. It does not matter who you are. If you get up there and sing Tyrone, you have everyone's attention.
1: Please, please, with everything that is holy in this world, please do Tyrone (laughs) and karaoke. I am going to do my next one. Yeah, what is on your list next? Number 17.
0: uh, This album jumped around a lot on my list. I think I had it as high as number five at one point. Ooh, until it got booted way the fuck down um, (laughs) is Alanis
1: Morissette's Jagged Little Pill. I wish I was in Alanis Morissette like everyone talks about her but I'm like, I don't know who she is. (laughs)
0: And the thing is, is when she released Jagged Little Pill, she didn't know who she was either because (laughs) this album is nothing like anything else she did. Like this is a legit
1: rock album i know people love it i know people love it i hear it about it all the time yeah it's 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 fantastic it's
0: it's it's one of those that from track one to track what like whatever the last track is is just straight up solid uh i do have a story like a quick story to tell so yeah like the big lead single off of it was you ought to know right Uh and like that's like a rocking fucking song it's like a fuck guys, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm going to take over the fucking world. And my dad, who's really into rock music, really liked You Oughta Know. Okay. But that song is the heaviest and most aggressive song on the album. He hmm. bought the CD. Oh. <laughs> thinking. <laughs> Mr. He was Linus buying a, it. He, he, he was thinking, this is she's like Joan Jett, right? <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! Head over feet came on, and he's like, "What the fuck is this?" Oh, Sergio Lugo the Senior. You know, so, so, so. Needless to say, I ended up with that copy of that CD. <laughs> but to this day, that that whole album is a banger. I can't really speak for the rest of her her discography or whatever. There are good songs in there, but as a whole, it's just kind of. A bit too hippie for me Okay But Jagged Little Pill is
1: great Jagged Little Pill I'm looking this up There's a musical To Jagged Little Pill What?
0: Oh dude I would, I would totally watch a Jagged Little Pill musical
1: There's a, there's a musical Called Jagged Little Pill What did you know? What? Yep. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, the world we see, live in, Ironic's into. on it. Ironic's on that album. So is uh, You Learn. Like, all of her big hits are on it. Um,
1: what's next for you? For me is <laughs> Usher's My Way, which came out in 97. Okay. Okay. That's that's another one that I kind of assumed was going to be there. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, like... <sighs> this is Alden wanting to be in a boy band um, as a kid. And watching once again Sergio like I said I'm going to show your age I was like doing the dance moves to my way when it came out like watching a music video and not giving a fuck that Tyrese was in this music video because I had no idea who that chocolate man was (laughs) 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 I just knew that Usher Raymond was the coolest guy I've ever seen on TV dude like I was in like dude he spelled his name (laughs) U S H E R I was sold <laughs> Is that not how you spell Usher? Yeah, no, that no, totally. Like I hadn't I had never heard anyone spell their name in a song and Usher did it. And he not oh, only did okay, his first name, okay. he did his first and last name. You like you had me thinking that I didn't know how to spell Usher. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you know how to spell Usher. Um I th- I honestly think that lyric from my way might have been my introduction into rap music. Now that I'm thinking about it. Oh wow. I you, <laughs> you backdoored into rap music through Usher. I think I did, honestly, because that's U S <laughs> H E R R A Y M O N D he said what you wanna do with me. Got a nigga feeling like Joe to see. I think that's really how I in- got introduced to rap music. I think that wow. might be the first rap song I've ever learned.
0: <laughs> wow, look at the Wikipedia page on this.
1: Yeah, and he like, did a live album of this album. It's called Usher this, Live. <laughs> this is an early Usher album. Mm-hmm. It's his second album, sophomore album.
0: Oh. All right, okay, I can I can dig that. I, I do was li- the- I do really like 90s R&B. Oh yeah. It's it's
1: it's it's got a whimsy to it. It does. It does have like a whimsy to it. It like has its own sound. Like it's uh it's when you hear it, you know that it's a 90s song. I, I feel like it's I think the 90s sound
0: of R&B is is solely res- the, the person solely responsible for that is Babyface.
1: Absolutely. Babyface and um who? Uh, Ted, Teddy Riley, Babyface, and Teddy Riley. Those are your two people. There you go. Yep. I actually found out earlier today when I was looking up um, like these things that I found out that Teddy Riley actually wrote um, a, Michael ja- a handful of Michael Jackson songs. Actually, that Michael did not write. So, like, remember what? the time? Yeah, remember the time was not written by Michael Jackson. It was written by Teddy Riley. Remember, remember the time Teddy Riley wrote a Michael Jackson song. I do actually. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, Usher's My Way was on was uh, next on my list. What is on yours? Uh, this one uh, is uh, number sixteen.
0: Bush's Razorblade Suitcase. That's a that's
1: a, definitely a name. It's a oh yeah. <laughs> Razorblade
0: yeah. suitcase. Uh, it came out in uh, 1996. I don't have to look that up because trust me, <laughs> in the year 1996, there was not a CD that I played more than Bush's Razorblade Suitcase.
1: You're right; it did came out it did come out in '96.
0: Yeah. And okay. I I'm pretty sure I know every word to every song on this album. I listened to it recently. It does not hold up as well as Mm. I remember it holding up. But let's see. It came out in 96. I was 13. That's like prime, like soak up every fucking thing that's around you age. Yep. And I got it for my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) So while technically the, the Bush album before this one is probably better and it is definitely more popular this is the one that resonates with me because it was like, I wanted a t-shirt for this album. Like I wanted a fucking poster of this album cover. Like Gavin Rostell was my fucking hero. <laughs> and and you know, I was like, no, oh, they didn't copy Nirvana sound. Nah. Like, like, yeah. they did. They did. <laughs> they just, they just took a, a handsome British Kurt Cobain and said,
1: into the mic. And there you go. You have Bush, oh, but, that's what I'm looking at, right? I don't know this band, but that like that's totally what this looks like, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: and it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I don't sure? recommend anyone go back and listen to it. No- oh, also, I don't think Gavin Rossdale has ever written a lyric that made sense. Oh, he's so he's like a train writer. Oh no no, train at least at least train is adorable when they when when he when when Pat Monahan writes he's adorable. Are, are they? they? They can be. Gavin Rossdale is like mixed metaphors that don't make any sense. Like he, he like in one song on a sixteen stone he just kind of blurts out fourteen hair dryers like
1: <laughs>
0: just complete nonsense. I'm sure he was high as fuck when he wrote them. I don't know. Let's move on.
1: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what what, what, what <laughs> do have to do with anything? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What's Ooh. next? <laughs> <laughs> um, Drew Hills enter the Drew. <laughs> oh shit! Uh. Drew Heels Into the Drew is my uh is my next album. Uh if you guys don't remember this, this is when Rush Hour came out and How Deep Is Your Love was the song.
0: And this uh, this this was uh Cisco before he was the Thong Song guy.
1: Yep, this was Cisco before he was the Thong Song guy. Um, um Woody, Nokio, Cisco, and Jazz. God. How do I remember that? I hate myself. Um, Dude, like, I think that Cisco does not get enough recognition. Like, dude, dude was such a great writer. And, like, this album was bomb, man. Like, Method Man's on it. Um, How Deep Is Your Love? That song by itself. It's got Beauty on it. It's got Angel. This is chef's kiss this is like one of this is like a lot of people think it's drew hill's first album but i really do believe because drew Hill's first album has five steps and i get it um and tell me what you want like i get it but enter the drew is like it's that it's really the best album y'all can stop lying to each other it's answer the drew is drew hill's best album like <laughs> I,
0: I i i think the narrative behind cisco would have would be in a much better place had the thong song not been a thing I mean, okay, I'm, I'm not gonna, even saying that that song is, but
1: I enjoyed that song I fucking love that song when it came out, but I'm gonna let you know now, that album is on my list. <laughs> you, you know what? Good. That album is on my list, and I'm telling you, like S- Cisco was before his time because that song, the thong song, is revolutionary. The man gave us the same verse three times. <laughs> and you know what? He told us. He told us, I'm going to sing it again. And he fucking did it. <laughs> and we let him do it. And we never noticed it. <laughs> That's true. I never noticed that. You never noticed it. <laughs> but, it, yes. yeah, Fantastic yeah, like, songwriter. Fantastic songwriter. Way beyond his Way, way before his time. Um, we definitely let him go way too soon. Um, into the Drew is Drew Hills. Best album. <laughs> Mind you, he's still alive. Yes, absolutely. Cisco's alive. alive and kicking. He's definitely alive and kicking. He actually put out an album not too recent, not too recently, for sure. Yeah, he did. Um did he? Yeah, for sure. He put out Um This is a single that he put out in twenty twenty. He put out an EP called Genesis in two thousand nineteen. Yeah, the man's still okay. kicking. He's still doing right. mu- he's still For, doing music. He can't dance Fort as well Liffage. as he used to. Well, you know, he can I mean, get old. You know, age. Yeah. It comes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be afraid. Okay. So what
0: is on your list, Sergio? My next one is Stone Temple Pilots Purple. Of course it is.
1: Yeah of, yeah, of course, this is on your list.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, d- see, including Stone Temple Pilots on my list is a basic white guy thing to do. Like, without I, a doubt. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a basic white guy. It, it, it is. It is. But it's not like peak white guy because peak white guy would be including core their debut album. Because that's the one with like plush and uh, dead and bloated and all their huge radio hits that are over you know overperformed at every acoustic night on the planet. Yeah, this is purple. They're a good album. Yeah, okay. it's got big empty. It's got Vaseline. It's got uh, Interstate Love Song, Meat Plow. Like it's got a fuckload of really good tracks and it's when they let go of the, uh, we're trying to be grunge because that's popular sound. Yeah. Yeah. Cause their first album was a grunge album. They out Seattle Seattle with that first one. The second album was them actually establishing themselves as a band that is different from album to album. And it, it, it was the beginning of their, their evolution and it's fucking great. It's just fucking great.
1: No, no, And apparently, like, okay, hold on. I'm looking at this here. Isn't Stone Temple Pilots, like, still putting out bangers, like, to this day? Not bangers. They still exist. They still Uh, exist.
0: Scott Weiland died in, like, five years ago, six years ago. Okay,
1: so it's not Stone Temple Pilots Uh, I'm thinking about. uh, I'm thinking about Queen of the Stone Age. That's what I'm thinking about.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a very different band.
1: Yeah, it's a very different band. Sorry, guys. But yeah, yeah. Not forgive, please forgive me. <laughs> as as
0: genius as that guy was, he's he 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 had uh, somewhat of a I don't know if you've heard serious drug problem. Oh, and it
1: did end up killing him. So, um, that I mean, as as sometimes it does. I mean, yeah. it sucks, but it does. For a brief period of time in the uh, in the teens. Uh,
0: Chester Bennington was actually the singer of Stone Temple Pilots. Huh. Yeah. Okay. And it wasn't bad. It was not bad. Okay. What is your next album? I fuck with that. Uh,
1: My next album is um, Missy Elliott's The Real World, which came out in 99. This, I don't think this is the one that I know anything on. Actually, you,
0: you are you are a liar to yourself. It is absolutely something that you know see. on. Because, like, I I know stuff off a of super Dupa Fly. Hmm. Let me see what's on the D- real world. The real world. Oh, I know she's a bitch.
1: Yep, you know she's a bitch. Um, you know. Do I know hot boys? You know hot boys. Um, you know, the song Bust the Rhymes. I don't think I do. Um, I don't think I do. Yeah. Uh, Smoke so- Chick. Yeah, this is, uh, great songs. Great songs. Um, this is, okay, so the reason that, the reason that I put this album on my list is because at this point, this is when Missy Ellie was like, I'm solid gold at music videos. Oh, oh absolutely. I'm solid go because this is uh like all in my grill. That was a music video, and we're like they shut down a whole like street for them to dance in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Like, dude, so uh I think Missy finally got her video Van Gogh award from, from uh from MTV, which she should have gotten it a long time ago. Like yeah. dude, uh, this is when this is when Missy really started to understand herself and where she was and how she wasn't just a rapper, she was more of an entertainer. So this is why Missy would be on my list. Because okay. all that, that video for All of My Girl and Hot Boys is great. Okay. I like uh, Missy Ellen is another one of those those artists
0: that I really, really respect. Yeah. It's just not just just not in my wheelhouse. I get uh, it. And and like considering this, the, this is going to sound offensive. I, I'm sorry if it actually is. That's not how <laughs> I mean it, of course. But considering the state of music and uh, entertainment in the in the 90s uh-huh. for a. Uh, let's just say larger black woman uh-huh. to be hyper successful and critically acclaimed, making current music that plays on current radio stations
1: absolutely is a,
0: is a feat in and of itself.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the thing is, is that not only is it, you know, a, a hefty black woman. Hefty? Oh, I like that term. But, like, you're looking at a, a genre that to this day, right now, in 2021, like, people still have not said, you know— Rap and hip-hop has subgenres, And, like, sh- like completely not completely understood yet. And she was like, no, nope, I'ma do it. I'ma try it. I'ma be the best at it. Yep. Like, she did it. Her and, like, the team of, like, Missy Elliott. So you have, like, Missy, Timbaland, Magoo, Aaliyah, Genuine, Lil Mo. Like, it was... They were... Any song that was on the radio what's produced by Timbaland and Missy Elliott That seems right. That seems right. So yeah, this is staple. This is a good this is a good staple song. Album. All right. What is next on you list? Uh we can blow right through this one cuz I'm
0: pretty <laughs> con- some con- convinced you know nothing about this artist. But let's let's try it. Okay. Um, it's a it's a gr- grunge band from the early 90s called Candlebox.
1: I definitely don't know this <laughs> band. <laughs> candle box okay. candle
0: box uh their claim to fame is their first album like they everything after that was hit or miss at best okay uh, so much so that that's kind of their um that's kind of the running joke so yeah, you only have one good album yeah. <laughs> uh, but do, do you know the, the the grunge song far behind Nope, don't know that but one you either. you left me far behind. Left. Oh, I do know that song. Yeah. yeah, that's Candlebox. Okay. Yeah. And arguably, the singer of Candlebox had—and this is very arguably—okay, no, I'm not even going to say that out loud because Chris Cornell and Lane Staley were grunge singers in the early '90s, but he uh-huh. had a had a voice better than his band deserves. <laughs> oh man. Like the fucker can sing. Okay. And I, I kind of wish someone else was writing songs for him because I would have loved to I would love for him to have had hit songs throughout the nineties rather than just in nineteen ninety three.
1: Okay. Some of these pictures make me uh see what's his name from uh That plays the dude <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Okay that's, I'm looking at pictures of them. That's all I see is the dude. <laughs> but they actually
0: played. They played Dueling Hall about five years ago. Oh, really? And uh, they were. They're still. They're very good live. It's a very.
1: Okay. Good live. I, I saw. I'm uh like looking through their stuff right now, and I saw like on their Wikipedia page that they're like still touring. That yes, they're still they a band. Yep. Okay.
0: Or at least a version of them is.
1: Yeah, a version of them. Um, yep. that he is, that Kevin is still in. That is correct. Yeah, he is still in that band. Uh, let's move to your next one. Okay. My next one is, which would have been in my top ten, but it is not. It is uh, Blake 182's Enema of the State. Oh, shit. That's on my list, too. Is it? Yeah. Do you want to talk really...
0: about it together? Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I listened is to it, it today. Like I, I turned it on today, and I was like, "Let me, let me refresh my memory on Innervated mm-hmm.
1: State." Is it in your first ten or is it in your second ten?
0: It's in my first. It's in my first ten. Or
1: fir- okay, fir- first ten or t- it's in my top ten. Okay, so your top ten. It's okay. so my top ten, yeah. Okay, it's not in my top ten, but it's a, it is on it is on my list.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot how much I I, I, I love that album. I legit forgot.
1: Yeah, no, it's um it, as as it turns out, because it blank Blink-182, it is forgettable, but it is a solid album by them. It is a solid album by them. And hmm, uh, hmm. do you okay. disagree? <laughs> I, that I think
0: that short changes the album significantly. You think so? OK, uh, absolutely. Like this is top two Blink-182 albums, maybe top two. Like the only one better than this is self-titled.
1: Yeah. See, I wouldn't have said that. Would you? What would you have said? My my personal favorite is "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket." See, that's I would put that at number three. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, um, "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket," um, "Dude Ranch in a Mud State." No, I'm lying. Enem of the State, Dude Ranch. Okay. Yeah, I think you say blasphemy, big man. Yeah. Blasphemy. <laughs> dude Dude Ranch after Ennum of the State like, Dude like... T- t-
0: <laughs> but Travis wasn't even in the band yet yeah. when they recorded Dude Ranch. Uh,
1: but yeah, so Enem of the State, um Um white boys, um, running down the street. Yep. Half naked. Or no, naked. Um, if you watch the original version, half naked. If you watch the MTV version, <laughs> there are two. There are two versions of that video. If any, if no one ever knew, there's one with them running in boxers, and one of them running completely naked. Um, and then like it's like their privates are blurred out. Yeah. Yeah. Why do I know that? Because <laughs> it's such an amazing album, Alden.
0: <laughs> Why do I know that? like as i was listening to it today like my thoughts were this this album is not only like just good like it's it's easy to listen to it, it is easy ca- to listen to absolutely captures a moment in time because there were a lot of i don't want to say blink 182 sound-alikes, but there were a lot of bands circa 1999 2000 1998 that mm-hmm. they they carried that california pop punk sound but had yeah. not broken through into the MTV ears. Yeah, I and agree. Enema of the State captured that absolutely. Okay, I can agree with that. You know, I the stuff after that, that I, I, I can say, you know, is, is more unique to Blink-182 than it is to the genre. But when you, like, like, like if me and you were talking about Newfound Glory we would absolutely compare all of their stuff to in of the
1: State. To in of the State, yeah, absolutely. You know, and... I would agree with that.
0: Yeah, and, and and so... I I don't have anything negative to say about that album, even though prior to today I had forgotten how good it was.
1: Yeah, I don't think I... I mean, What's My Age Again is, like, I think it's... Um, I think What's My Age Again is probably the most overrated. Uh, And I think I've said this a, a few times about, like like, some albums, like, where a good song, like, What's My Age Again, is the worst song on the album. And it's such a good song. Yeah, yeah. But, like, if we if we put it, if we put up What's My Age Against, against Aliens Exist, like, it wouldn't win. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It wouldn't win. It, d- today is the first
0: time I listened to uh, all the small things in, like, five years. Mm-hmm. And it was the first, first time in Probably ten years. I went. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> just because it, it, it's one of those songs that is so ubiquitous in the in American culture that you accidentally hear it. Yeah, all the fucking time. All the time. But having it in line on that album, play with the album, and it you know it, it hit my ears and I was just like fuck
1: yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I want to do this. Um, how many? movies is all the small things in. Uh, how many movies came out in the
0: year 2000? <laughs> like that number minus like 7.
1: <laughs> I think I think all the small things and I'm like I'm really looking this up but like see how many times it's in movies. Um and all the only thing I'm right now seeing is clock stoppers. I think clock stoppers might be the only thing currently. But like I, just like you said, like that is that's the pop punk sound from the nineties, and they captured it so well to the p- to the point that me and uh my significant other thought that all the small things was in every nineties movie, and it's apparently not. This the sound of that song is it's the sound of that song. Yeah,
0: yeah. and okay. it's and, and that's what that's what Enema of the State captures.
1: Okay. Hmm. Okay, I honestly thought that move that song was in more in more movies. Sure did.
0: I'm sure it is. Someone so, someone on at Wikipedia is dropping the fucking ball.
1: Here it is. Okay, all the small all the small things is in a movie called Hope Springs, uh-huh. Clock Stoppers, okay. and Charlie's Angels. I, I, it's it's got to be in at least two or three American Pie movies, right? I don't. At, at least that's what this is saying, and this was made three years ago. And this is from there, Reddit and Reddit's there, there never was, wrong. That and it was <laughs> definitely
0: in like two scary movies.
1: Yeah, I, it might not be. Uh, who it, knows? It who might knows? not be. It's just that it's just that sound. It's just, it might just be yeah, that sound. Just that sound.
0: All right. All right. Well, uh technically that was your choice. That was so my I,
1: choice. So what is so on I get, your list?
0: My next one, uh my at number 13. Oh, for the record, Blink-182's the State is number 6 on my list. Okay. Oh, damn. We skipped all the way down to six on yours. Yeah, yeah. So I was kind of shocked that you've already brought it up, but number 13 is Incubus' Science.
1: Mmm, okay. I actually... I I know that band.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if, if, if if you didn't already know, Incubus is like top two, top three of my favorite bands ever. Ever, I ever.
1: That. I ever. Ever, ever, that ever, answer. ever.
0: And, uh, <laughs> You know, I, I I like to think of like artists careers in chunks. You know, like uh, like Fallout Boy had a three chunk, th- three album chunk, which was like Take This to Your Grave, um, the the fuck was the second the second from album from Under Call?
1: the Cork Tree,
0: from Under the Cork Tree and Infinity on High. Like that was yes. a chunk. You know, that's the chunk. And and you can you and, and arguably you can. Knock that first one off and, and put Folly Ado as like the third. But usually the chunks are three,
1: mm-hmm. three
0: album long. Three albums long. My Chemical Romance had a great three album chunk. Yep. Arguably, Incubus's Make Yourself, Science, and Morning View chunk is the greatest chunk in like th-
1: that era of music. Period. I uh, I'm looking at them, and I. I know all three of these album covers, so yeah. you're definitely not wrong. <laughs> I definitely know them, so you're not wrong.
0: And and the reason I say that is because science is so different from Morning View, but they were only like four years apart. Like they're in they're completely distinguishable as Incubus albums. Yeah. You're not going to mistake it for someone else, but also they're so they sound so different that you're like, I know what I know exactly what album that's from because of the because consistency of the sound. in in the sound. And yep. science is fucking weird, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it weird? What it's, makes it weird? Like, there's a lot of DJ work on it. There's a lot of like, okay voiceover from like old movies on it there's hints of funk and uh, and and obviously some influence from early uh red hot chili peppers on it okay like th- they were i felt like they were excited to spread their wings now that they had like big record label money okay but they also were like we're gonna make a hard rock album so it's like a perfect mixture of fucking bonkers ass California music and a hard rock album. Okay. And what came out of it was what people I mean modern day refer to as new metal. And so that's why they get kind of bundled into that group of, of artists. But after science, they kind of abandoned a lot of that.
1: Yeah. Okay. I actually might add this. I don't think I'm going to add this to my list to listen to.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I like you specifically, you will enjoy it.
1: Okay. Um so, uh so I I can't I can't go without talking about this. Um and I'm looking at the band members of Incubus at the time of Science uh-huh. and um your boy Jose Pasalles um and renaming himself Bad Mama Jamba. <laughs> And that's not that's all one word. B A D M A M M A J A M M A. Bad uh-huh. Mama Jamma. So, um, you know, just n- quick shout out to Jose Posales. Um <laughs> he's my f- Jose Jose Posales the second, aka Bad Mama Jamma. He's my fave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, so- what you got next? <laughs> I have, um, which, um, is something that I was introduced to as an, as not completely an adult. Um, I think I was like 19 when I was introduced to it. Um, but I had to put it on here at some point. And it is AFI's All Hollows Eve EP. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, uh, a, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to call that a deep cut. Yeah. Um, if if you're looking for a spookiness for Halloween this year, um uh all Hollows EP is definitely what you wanna listen to. Um it is it is it's not very long at all. Um and I think you'd have a lot of fun with your spooky friends being emo and such since emo's back now. It's great for you to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was,
0: but <laughs> It, uh, it, we're going it, with it. <laughs> it uh barely made the cut.
1: That was uh, October of ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, it barely. It, it, honestly, if it if it came if it would have come out in like November, I don't think I would have made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, All, All Hollows EP is yeah, it's like it's four songs. Fall Children is like one of people's favorite songs by uh AF AFI. Mm-hmm. Um. Total Immoral is actually one of Hunter's favorite songs, Uh, who is my co-host on Dead Saint Kids is one of his favorite songs, and they do a cover of uh, Halloween by, um, from Misfits? Damn it, there it is, yes, the Misfits, (laughs) the Misfits, they do Halloween, and so, uh, AFI did a cover of Halloween.
0: Yeah. Well, the reason I say this is a deep cut is because this is like early AFI. This is before
1: This is they, before their in, their their debut album.
0: Yeah, or before their their like major label debut. Mhm. Yes. Yeah, so,
1: their their major label debut was uh like 4 years later, Sing of sorrow, yeah, like, the sorrow. Sing the sorrow. Yep. That's their, yeah. that's their debut album, which came out in 2003.
0: It's not a bad right. album. Not a
1: of emo. Oh yeah, dude. Absolutely. So yeah. good.
0: That's cool. That's cool. We need more EPs on this this list. Good job. Thank you. I did great. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> there are, what, I have no EPs on mine. None.
1: Okay. Okay. I think that I think that was is that two for me? I think I did two EPs. No, I did one. Okay. Yeah, that's just one. Yeah. What so is la- what is last on your um, first ten. You're you're twenty. Wait, uh, last? No. Yes. Uh, Is that not the, your last? That's my last. game. Yes, I've got two more. Oh no, that was that was the end for me. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Three, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, that was ten. Yeah. Oh well, then I get to go twice. Yay! <laughs> oh, I see where I, I see where I miss one. Okay, okay, go. You go, and then I'll bring okay. it up later.
0: <laughs> uh this I I spoke earlier about being a basic white guy.
1: Yes you did. This
0: is uh Matchbox 20 yourself or someone like you. Okay. And again, mid 90s uh, who I was. You know, I'm not even going to try to justify it. This album
1: is fucking great. I I I'm loving this uh like 1990s Sergio. I'm fucking with it. Like I want to be friends with him. Like <laughs>
0: There, there was no, okay, there, I guess there was cool music, but like, it was cool to like this music, you know? Yeah. You would put on yourself or someone like you because you liked it and also all the girls liked it, you know? And so it, it, I'm going to, I'm going to stand behind this, this statement. Rob Thomas is melodically one of the best songwriters in the genre. Mm, okay. Every single song that man writes is inherently singable.
1: Okay, I'm, uh, I'm going to my Apple Music now. Uh, okay. the, the big hit songs
0: on yourself or someone like you uh, are Real World, Long Day, 3AM, Push, Back to Good... It's 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 it was their debut album and it was a fucking banger just right out the right out the box.
1: Oh yeah, okay, I do know this album.
0: Yeah, like it it it, it charted and had hits for so long that they toured they toured around it for like four years. They didn't release a follow. Oh shit, thousand.
1: <laughs> Jesus hell. Yeah. Okay, there's uh, a deluxe of this too. But
0: but no t- seriously like everything that man writes is singable. Okay. And and, and if you know it, it, if you need to know anything about Sergio's taste in music, how singable a song or you know album is, carries a lot of weight. It sure does. You know, I, I, I don't want a three minute guitar solo. I don't want like I, I want the beats to be good, but if they're bad, that's fine as long as I can sing to it. You know, I
1: want to sing. I want to sing to my music. I totally want to sing to my music. Yeah. There are moments when I'm when I like be in my car and I'll be listening to something and it'll be brand new. I'm like, hmm. Mm, I don't want to listen to this right now. I kind of want to sing to something. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm sure my daughter was very
0: mad at me because I was listening to this album very loud today in the car. <laughs> and she couldn't, she even tried sparking up a conversation. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm going to turn it back up.
1: <laughs> We're not talking today, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> so that's okay. mine. I also, what what I, did you skip? I also skip? Added that one. I skipped Mary J. Blige's. Share my world. For shame.
0: That, I know,
1: for shame, dog. <laughs> um, I didn't I did not do what's the 411 because I didn't like it that much. Oh. Um, I think it I think it has good songs on it, but Share My World for me has better songs. Um and my computer started freaking out, so I'm, I'm having to Google everything now instead of my Apple Music, which is what I was doing. Um, Share my world. Uh, I remember once again my neighbor uh, having this album and me being like super into it um, because of the cover. And this was when I looked in this like a CD and I was like, man, this is these things are actually really tiny. <laughs> <laughs> I remember looking at it and holding it. Why is this so small? <laughs> Uh, but of course as you said you have your writers on here. You have Babyface. Um I'm gonna turn this microphone so it's a little bit this way. Okay. That's better. Um you have Babyface, you have um uh, Rodney Jerkings, um, who is a fantastic writer, and then as it turns out, your boy Robert Kelly was also a writer on here.
0: Oh no. I know <laughs> well, well, like the other side of that coin is Rick James, which apparently yeah, he was a Rick writer. Rick James, so yeah. that
1: that evens out the karma, right, a little bit. Absolutely. Um. And 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 I've given I've given him enough credit. Um. R. Kelly was like he we cannot li- not listen to a song by R. Kelly in this day and age. Like the man just had his hands in so much. Um. And he was a mu- he is a oh, musical genius. Phrasing, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. Ask you to come on my
0: podcast with that <laughs> filthy fucking mouth. <laughs>
1: but <laughs> um he he just I don't know how else I can put that. Um he has introduced us to so many artists, um, and he has introduced us to so much like great lyricism. Um, with writing so like share my world is one of those things that he just happened to be on. So you have uh, I can love you featuring Lil Kim which is like height of Lil Kim like mm-hmm. dude like hi- Lil Kim was not missing a beat was not missing a beat like I went through y- yesterday somebody posted like the um, the lyrics to Moulin Rouge and the very first lyrics that Lil Kim says we get mistake like whores, but I'm sitting here thinking, why spend mine when I can spend yours? And I'm like, that is great. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <But laughs> that is great. Uh, so this is like, hi to Lil' Kim. Um, we have um, the song with Nas. It's Share My World by itself is such a great song. It's just, And then we have Everything, which is a song uh, that Rick James helped write. No, not just Rick James. That is James Brown, actually. Ooh. I did not was not expecting to see that. I just I saw I saw jerk I saw Jay and I thought it uh, uh, jerkings, but that is a song written by help written by James Brown. So shout out to that. I had no idea. <laughs> it's one of my favorite <laughs> songs by Mary J Blige is everything. So yeah, that is that is the one that I missed. And that song that album came out in '97, so it would have been between Erica Baidu and Elshir's, um My way. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. I cool, applaud cool, cool. you
0: for actually calling out the R. Kelly stuff. Oh, yeah. Because because it, it would have been can't. easy to talk about that album, never mention his name. Uh, and it's it, this is actually a conversation I kind of wanted to have, but I don't want to go too deep into it because that's not what we're here for. Right. Uh, a year ago, had we, had we done this six months ago, actually, Mechanical Animals, the Marilyn Manson album, probably would have made my top 20. Okay, because that album resonated with me heavy when it came out, and there probably will come a time where I eventually would be okay saying let's let's put Mechanical Animals into the conversation. Uh huh. But right now, shit's way too fresh. It's it's way too like he's still alive. I know that's a fucking terrible way to put it, but he's still alive. It's still very much a in the front front of my brain, okay. That it, like I'm not even going to be able to listen to it for a while.
1: I'm I'm going to be honest with you and tell you that I had no idea that Manson was canceled. What you're fucking lying. I'm so
0: serious right now. He's like hardcore canceled right now. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. Look, like look it up. It's 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 only gotten worse as more and more and more has come oh, out. Oh no. But. I have very I have a very complicated relationship with that. Uh, I did a podcast with a uh, with Daniel about it a few months ago. You should probably uh-huh. go listen to it. you specifically, Alden, you should listen to it because i I, 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 I have some very frank con- like it's a very frank conversation about that whole idea of canceling people for stuff uh-huh. uh, and and what to do with their output, you know yeah, like, what, like I love mechanical animals that 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 album holds part of me in it yeah. you know and just stepping forward and saying well it can't hold a part of you anymore it it, it, it can- it's it's kind of
1: it's defeating okay so this is this is something that I did have to learn um which i have to detach myself from music um from the artist at some point and yeah. Yeah. um i had to i had i think it was it was Emmerosa was was the was the one I was like okay I can't do this anymore because I had you know, literally considered Emmerosa to be one of my favorite bands and so like I was like mm, I just need to separate this like I just do and like this is gonna sound like shit but I'm gonna say it uh, and it is <laughs> you're a um, safe place you're a sp- safe space it is like I get he did wrong I get that what he did was bad. But like some people did some worse shit, and like this ain't the worst. Like R. Kelly like owning people, and as I as I can see Manson owning people, uh, his former assistant Sue saying that she was his property. Um, yeah, yeah, like I just yeah, that's like that's a, like that's like a big no for me. That's a big no for me. But like. Yeah. Like talk, like talking to a girl with intent to like have sex with this girl when she was when she turned 18. like that's bad. That's terrible. Like you're a piece of shit for doing that. But like like this is below shit to own someone. like try and own someone. and like as R. Kelly did and like put these people in houses and yeah, like that's below shit. So I, I had to personally just like get away from it and then like separate myself from the music uh, from the artist. Uh, I, I have learned to do that with Kanye a long time ago, which is a thing that if you have, if you've listened to Dead Seen Kids, it's a thing that we don't do. We don't talk about Kanye. We just don't do it. Um, there was a, there was an episode we talked about Kanye and we, we talked about why we thought he was great and the reason that we, uh, love to talk about Kanye, but the reason that we're not going to talk about Kanye. And so we don't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, because, and, and, and I'll get to that point
1: with manson I, I i know i will it's just not now
0: just not, it's yet. not now. i'm not i'm not, not there now. yet
1: i'm not there it's not now not not like you said as as i'm looking like this is this is six hours ago 15 yeah, hours yeah, ago it's 12 yeah, hours yeah. ago like this is fresh dude yeah so yeah no moving no on
0: we, we, we spent a lot of time on that let's let's keep going let's Sorry. keep going no no don't apologize it's it all needed to be said it's just head down let's go uh, <laughs> my last one in my bottom ten uh, is Oasis's um,
1: What's the Story Morning Glory? That that title didn't sit right with me for a second.
0: What's the Story Morning Glory?
1: Hole. What's the story, Morning Glory, Hole? Is what I thought you were about oh, to say. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> It's like, um, where it's is this going, different...
0: Sergio? <laughs> I'm I'm sure that's the porn version. Uh <laughs> you know, what's the story, Morning Glory? Is that that's the one with, you know, hey, let's play Wonderwall here. Uh it it's it's got Wonderwall, it's got uh <laughs> <laughs> it, It's got Champagne Supernova. Like it, it is their their big breakout and uh, okay. Oasis kind of holds it, it kind of holds the space in my brain of my favorite British band.
1: Yeah, uh, it has one best
0: British album. It's, yeah, like like if this was the Sergis, with, you know, <laughs> like they they would win best British band. Just and not just because they're from Britain. There's a lot of fucking bands from Britain. Like they are hella British. Like almost like have you you've, have you seen Snatch? Yes. You, you, you know, uh, the, 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 character that Brad Pitt plays the piker. Yes. D- when they talk like they have to be subtitled because you can't understand a damn thing they're saying. <laughs> because they're so British. <laughs> So when I think British, I think Oasis and <laughs> couple that with a guitar, like a, not a classic rock band, but like a, cla- a classic guitar rock album. Hmm. What's the story? Morning glory It's kind of perfect. It's kind of perfect. <laughs>
1: So okay, that's number eleven that's my number eleven now so, i'm looking'm I'm, now I'm looking at like snatch and uh is this Le- lenny James lenny James is in this movie, and if you don't know who lenny James is, he plays uh he plays the the black guy with the staff from uh Walking Dead he's in this film, oh cool. man. sorry that is like threw me for a loop
0: (laughs) okay we're gonna put a pin in this discussion right here uh as always we ended up talking way longer than expected uh but tune in next time uh for part two where we give our top 10 albums of the 90s as always get the ransom shoot the hostage we'll see you next time for listening to reality breached be sure to check out our other great shows like the black pocket podcast shellheads and dead scene kids all available on realitybreached.com hello everyone and welcome to discussing trek i'm your host clarence and i wanted to introduce you to the podcast Discussing Trek is all about keeping you informed on the latest news and episode reviews in the Star Trek universe, while also staying engaged with our community of listeners. So be sure to hit that subscribe button for weekly content and stay locked in to DiscussingTrek.com for more information. Until next time, guys, live long and prosper.